Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to share one of our listeners with you. I have Christine with me, and she is going to be sharing a little bit about her journey um, on anxiety and the path of anxiety and why she um, needed to actually be in touch with me and listen to the podcast. So I am really thrilled that... um, I have listeners like Christine who would be willing to come forward and uh, share a little mini session with me. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Such an honor. I'm glad that you are here. And I like to open this uh, kind of a recording and uh, sharing with my listeners. um, And now they are your listeners also. Um, What brought you originally to the podcast and then eventually uh, wanting to have a little mini session with me? What what got you on that path of looking for help? Um, So I have been suffering from anxiety since many years. So um, it started when I um, was in school, like um, when I was maybe, I don't know, 12 years old or something. I always thought I swallowed a bee and I, did, I couldn't breathe. So it was really like the first panic attacks, which I didn't know back then, of course. But um, yeah, now having yeah, a bit more knowledge about the anxiety, I know what it was. And um, I always like try to put it away and pretended it wasn't there. So it disappeared for some years, came back, disappeared, came back in different forms. Mm -hmm. And um, in the end, it was like really worse than at its peak beginning of this year. So January, February this year, when I I realized that I was kind of stuck in a life which I didn't want to have. So basically I had two little kids or I'd still have them, (laughs) luckily. So um, but I was kind of torn between a really, really busy job and the life with kids and family and all that. And I found that I was like dedicating so much time to my work and my job that there was almost no time left for my kids and leave alone for myself or like my relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. And so the anxiety really peaked beginning of this year. And I did have to quit my job actually, because I didn't feel like I could go back to, jo- to the job. And so I started 
to realize that I really have to like work on this. I can't run from the anxiety or pretend it's not there. And then I started um, a therapy, like mm-hmm. a professional therapy kind of. And I started like being a bit more open to finding research resources that yeah, told me a lot about anxiety. I read books and I listened to different podcasts. And in the end, I just totally stuck with your podcast because mm. I love it so much and I like the format so much. Um, yeah, and it helped me in so many situations. Oh my gosh, wonderful. I'm, you know, I, I always tell people I'm sorry you had to find me, but I'm, I'm glad that you did, you know. And sometimes, and I think this is kind of how what you're saying, sometimes our journey through anxiety can actually help us to stumble upon a better life. Absolutely. A life, yes. Are you finding that? Are you like having some gratitude here? Like totally. Like, I mean, it was really like the worst times, like beginning of this year. I was really like feeling I couldn't get out of it. And like, you're always talking about this wormhole, which I can relate to so much. And so it was really bad and I was really feeling totally lost. But now looking back on this, it has really improved since then. So I wouldn't say I'm cured or something. Well, what what does it mean to be cured? (laughs) I don't even know that, but um, still it it has improved so much. And now looking back, I found that I was living such an unconscious life or such a mindless kind of life. And this has changed so dramatically after that because I really had, like my body forced me to think about why I'm here, what's my purpose. So it changed so much. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Actually, um, the anxiety in this particular situation gave you the opportunity to really dig deeper to to just say okay there's something here that needs to change and and often in our life those are not pretty times that's always a challenge making those big kind of changes and um and it seems like you really took the opportunity and yeah and leaving your job which was big and it was important and Uh, but you saw something greater that needed to, to be. Yeah, much greater. So yeah. <laughs> until then, I thought like my job was more or less the most important thing in my life. And mm-hmm. now I'm looking back on it, like seeing it totally differently because I really want a job that, that gives me some purpose and that fulfills me. And that job didn't do it, but I didn't realize when I was doing it back then. Right, right. When we're in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like this is the only truth and this is the only thing that's true for me and right for me. But now looking back, yeah, it was absolutely not the right thing for me. I mean, yeah. I, I don't regret doing it because it brought me to what I'm here now, but yeah, it wasn't the right thing for me. Yeah. And you were willing to pay attention to those. Um, they're kind of like little taps on the shoulder, little whispers in the ear. Um, and I say back in the day, I used to wait for the two by four to the head before I did anything, right? Um, <laughs> I had to really, oh, but that's what you've been trying to tell me. Uh, and meaning life, meaning my intuition, meaning uh, uh, the world around me. And so it sounds like you have been following that and um, and doing well. It sounds like you're making some really big, exciting changes in your life. But if you were to... Uh, if you were to just to talk to me today about what, where is the anxiety causing you maybe some irritation or concern these days? 
like in, in what you're doing so that I, we can do something together here and maybe I can offer you some individual help. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm quite a brave woman, <laughs> I would say, or I would describe myself as brave. But then there's like these kind of normal situations, or at least for other people, they are normal. And they, for me, they are causing so much stress. So, for example, I live in Berlin, and this is a big city, of course, um, in Germany. And um, I do have like meetings and appointments for my new job where I have to like drive through Berlin or something. And then there's a traffic jam and it creates like so much anxiety for me where I know like I have an important meeting, but the meeting will not give me the headache, but the traffic jam, you know, I should rather worry about the meeting, but like then traffic is. And yeah, I think like, yeah, I think like traveling is actually, I would say my biggest issue, like in general. Okay. I have been flying a lot for my, for my work, like three or four times a week, even now I can't even imagine going on a, on a plane or a train or something like that. So this, like the whole thing where I need to travel, this gives me a lot of headache, not only like far away, but even within Berlin, as I said. Right. Right. And is it, does it feel like it's pressure? Um, what are the thoughts or physical feelings? Give me an idea of what, let's use the traffic in Berlin. Let's tackle that one first. Mm-hmm. So you're driving to an important meeting. You're not uh, obsessing about the meeting, but you're in traffic. What is the physical and mental things that are happening? Like the physical thing is always like, it, like I feel like the tingling in my like legs first mostly. And then I feel my head's get my hands get sweaty and I feel like my heart starts beating and I feel like the anxiety is rising and I'm always like in the fear of a panic attack coming up. Yeah. So it ha- doesn't happen very often, I have to say, like a panic attack. But like right. the fear of a panic attack, this is happening like almost every time I like kind of travel somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And that, like the thought that like pushes me into that fear is always like I can't get away. Yeah. Okay. So I'm stuck in what traffic or whatever people will see me people people will laugh at me um and i'm stuck right and all eyes are on you and yeah yeah. and you can't get away you can't can't turn around and go home yeah Uh, yeah yeah i think you you explain that quite well so your physical sensations are just your anxiety rising Uh, nothing unusual in there but what you're describing is, as you put it, the fear of the panic, the fear of the fear. Mm-hmm. And Christine, this is one of the, this is like getting near the end. And the, this, and I say end and people are thinking like oh, next week or tomorrow. No, like the end, um, anxiety takes a long time to totally just wash itself out because there's a lot of physical and mental changes that are happening. But this fear of the fear it's one of the last places that the anxiety lodges mm. because it's like, what's left? Well, you could be afraid that you could be afraid. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. You know? say that. Yeah, I can. Totally yeah. Agree. I haven't thought about it like this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, you know, a lot of people have worked out um, many of their little uh, fears or 
um, particular situational things, but the fear of the fear, it's like, well, what if it comes again? Mm-hmm. What, especially when you've felt better and you are doing um, new things now and expanding your world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but what if it comes? It's like that little voice. And mm-hmm. so I want, and being trapped again is just that place of, we again nowhere to turn there's nothing i can do i have no control yes. and that's totally anxiety i have no control and what we learn to do is to surrender to that mm-hmm. oh i don't have no control over the traffic or and a lot of people have it in the plane when they shut the door i have no control well i'm always feeling like well i'm glad i don't have to control this plane like that would not be a good thing mm-hmm. um I can actually just surrender to the the flight. I can surrender to the flow of the traffic. It's kind of a, um, and anxiety doesn't like this because it wants always wants control, it wants to know how things are going to turn out. How do you get there? How do you get through? How long is the meeting going to be? How, um, or it could just be the flow of the traffic. I need it to go faster. It's not going fast enough for me, or it's too crowded. And we have to just surrender to it because we can't change it. Mm-hmm. And the not being able to change it continually, and if we want to, if we have angst over that, uh, that sends a message to our to our mind and body. Houston, we have a problem. There, there's an issue here, and we have to figure it out. Pump up the adrenaline. Pump up the cortisol because we may have to run, escape the car and run, and that's not true. And it flames, it gets that little bit of an ember turns into a big flame and we're stuck behind the wheel of a car. So we have to surrender to it. And I know that's a weird word in today's culture um, because it has some negative connotations, but to surrender means to be with what is. Mm. And it's a conscious choice to live life on life's terms. Mm. And um, I wonder if you've seen places in your life where you've been able to do that in some little areas to surrender. Yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely had many situations where I was quite good at surrendering, or at least I would say I was good, Um, where there were situations where I didn't have a panic attack, but where I felt the fear was rising and I could really like stop and listen to my body, listen to what was happening within me. And then I started asking myself, what am I really afraid about right now? And I, yeah, back when it was really bad, I wasn't even, even like willing to ask myself that because I was so afraid that I didn't want to even look it in the eye, you know, kind of. And I felt it, it helped me when I like turned around and like saw the monster and then, you know, looked at it and then it wasn't that bad in the end. I mean, it was not nice, but it wasn't as bad as I maybe thought before. Right. Because the unknown is always more frightening than what we're staring right at. So Christine, you just beautifully described facing. You hear me talk about face, accept, float and letting time pass, turning around and looking at that monster is facing. Yeah. And then the acceptance is the surrendering. And that's exactly what you were able to do. And so your journey is to continue uh, doing this as, um, as much as it feels like 
oh, but I'm afraid of it coming again. It's the same thing. Looking at that, mm-hmm. looking at it. Because I think um, you also nicely uh, described being afraid to look at in the past, whereas now you have the courage uh, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more you can do it. And and it starts to build yeah. on that. Actually, maybe one thing that has helped me a lot, and it's actually, I think, one of the books that you recommend on your website. It's called Radical mm-hmm. Acceptance, I think. Yes, yes, Tara Brack. Yeah, she has like an episode in that book where she says it's really important to be empathetic with yourself. Mm-hmm. And like just after I read this, I totally realized that I was not at all empathetic with myself. So I just I w- always was super hard on myself, trying to be perfect, trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. And now in situations where I feel like fear is rising, I kind of have this new voice that tells me, well, no wonder that you're afraid because look at what has happened to you. And I kind of feel a bit like not, not really sorry for myself, but I kind of feel like feel appreciative of what's happening. Yes. Yes. And treating yourself as you would treat someone else or one of your children or, um, or your little, but we don't never do that for ourselves when we're hard on ourselves. Right. So, yeah, that's beautiful. That was a really um, important tool for you because it also feeds you. Mm-hmm. It calms and it also feeds like, oh, okay, yeah, taking care of myself yeah. mm-hmm. instead of driving ourselves into uh, overwork and overwhelm. Um, so speaking of, uh, you know, taking good care of yourself like that, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do for your self-care and the current ways that you keep your parasympathetic nervous system intact? Yeah, well, if you would have asked me this half a year ago, I would have said I do nothing for myself. I'm just living for my job and my kids and all of that. But just after this bad like situation that I had beginning of this year, I like really changed this dramatically. And I'm so happy with like I would say it's almost a new routine that I developed. So um, what I do now is I get up every morning and I start with a 20 minute meditation. So I'm using like the Headspace app, which I absolutely love. And I'm like after that doing like 15 minutes of journaling where I journal about what I'm grateful for or what my biggest success was the day before, kind of something that comes into my mind. And then after that, I kind of get the kids ready for school and all that busy (laughs) morning. And then before I really start working, I do like 20 minute, half an hour of yoga. And that helps me so much because it's such a different start into the day. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's kind of, I, no matter how stressful the day after that will be, but I already had some time for myself. Yeah. That's a big difference from doing that. You didn't put your own needs last, Mm -hmm. right? Which is what you were doing before in the busy job, right? Yeah. just go 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 and then the family and then you would there were, you were probably not even on the list yeah. but you know we always used to um talking about using the oxygen mask on the plane we have to take care of ourselves first yeah. and no one else is going to do that for us yeah. they're not going to give us permission they're not going to offer us the time to do it we have to do it ourselves and it looks like you really really developed a good a good way get your day started yeah so you have your meditation and your yoga 
And what I'm hoping that you can go forward from our little chat here is to continue to remember. And by remember really means um, to move it from your, uh, you know, your cognition into your body that the fear of the fear is such an interesting last piece to go. And it's, it's probably that really long tail, Mm -hmm. but it goes and it is the one last place that the fear can lodge. Mm -hmm. So when that comes up, meet it with some curiosity, meet it with friendliness, with empathy, with compassion, use those things because that keeps our nervous system calm. So almost look at it with some humor, like, oh my goodness, I'm down to fearing the fear. Like when... It actually sounds funny even. So I hope you'll be able to take that forward. And um, before I let you go, I was wondering what wise words you might have for our listeners today. Yeah, wise words. I think like, at least from my point of view, the wisest thing that I could have ever started is meditation. I know you talk about it so often all the time and I can totally agree to that. So I've been meditating now for like, a year but back then I did only do it every now and then but really it's such a game changer to do it every day because it just gives you a completely different point of view on yeah on life on like I, I only started realizing what I was feeling when I started with meditation before that I couldn't even have told you like do I feel good or bad I was always like in a to-do kind of functioning mode and now I've really start listening to my body and to my feelings and I think like really meditation was the yeah the driver yeah yeah meditation made me do that and I think it's really the best thing that I would recommend like to everybody actually not only to people with anxiety Um, absolutely meditation is such a game changer it was for me I love that you are carrying the torch of meditation with me because you know anyone who's been listening to the show knows that is I consider it a cornerstone and like Christine said not only for anxiety but for life Mm -hmm. like this is some uh, something that you just take out and uh, stays with you for your life and can make your life really much more meaningful I so appreciate your time, Christine, and your wisdom, and your um, your caring enough to share your bits of your journey um, with the listeners. Because I know there are people who are going to hear you and say, "That's me. That uh, that's what I'm doing right now. My job, my job, my job." Mm-hmm. Right, and they're going to hear that there is life beyond that, and not that you don't have a job, but you're creating uh, a life including a job that you love and that that is possible. Yeah. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for doing all that great work on that podcast. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. (laughs) Thanks again, Christine. I hope that this has been helpful for you listeners and that you will uh, write in if you would like to have any of your ideas for the show. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching 
program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. When we understand how precious each moment is, we can treat each breath, each moment as a newborn baby. And that's from Michelle McDonald. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.